0: on you're listening to pick six our uh, recap of week five and preview of course of week six i'm nolan kangas our producer david crosby making us sound really nice jeff walton joined once again with bradshaw furlong he might become a regular if we don't <laughs> scare him away guys lots of like breaking news that happened recently, mm-hmm. uh, recently a lot of shocking uh, results in some of those games but first let's talk about jay gruden <laughs> Wow, that was uh, some. It was expected news. I think we all kind of figured it was going yeah. to come. But uh, finishes in Washington with a thirty-five forty-nine in one record, one playoff appearance. But Bradshaw, what did you think about when uh, Gruden got fired?
1: I mean, it, obviously it wasn't surprising. I think we all saw that Jay Gruden was going to get fired. It was they're zero and five. They look really, really bad. But it was kind of funny. Like last week, we were just talking about like how. He tur- like he hasn't. He's getting a bad rap for turning like some pretty bad teams into looking pretty okay. But I guess this is just the breaking point for it, where he like they were just so so bad. Like they look bad and like basically on every aspect. Mm. They have some pause. Positive- like Terry McLaurin looks really nice. Like I think they have a nice receiver going forward. But yeah, I think it was just his time to go. And that like, the- Washington is such a bad organization. Like I have no faith in them at all. They have no direction. Like I mean, where is this team going?
0: I, no, that's the thing. I think they're. They're very young, and they have these pieces that everyone sort of liked moving forward, right? Darius Geis, he just can't stay healthy. And I think on uh, the defensive side of the ball, Jonathan Allen's supposed to you know yeah. end up being a really good prospect. But, yeah, it's not uh, looking too sharp. But, David, um, Dwayne Haskins. So this is a guy who you, know, you thought your Cowboys would be seeing twice a year. Supposedly he's two years away from being ready. What did you think about when uh, that news broke?
2: He might be the Bruno Caboclo of the NFL, apparently. But uh, no, I I think that's kind of garbage. It it reminds me of the situation Baker's in right now in Cleveland. If you don't set your quarterback up for success, it's impossible to Mm -hmm. expect them to be good right out of the gate. I mean, we all saw... Jared Goff, what he went through under Fisher in his first year in L.A., and then as soon as they had a system that was tailored to his strengths, they got a good line, they got some good pass blocking, all of a sudden, this guy is being talked about as a top 12 quarterback in the league. Haskins has nobody out there to protect for him. I mean, he does have, seem to have a nice connection uh, with Scary Terry, but that's about it. That That's all you can say for that team right now. And I think they need to invest in that offensive line big time.
0: And Jeff, obviously Baratra kind of said he doesn't really know the direction of where this team is going. Do you have any idea where Washington goes from here?
3: I, I don't, and I haven't had an idea where the Redskins or the Dolphins have gone for such a long time. Both those two organizations to me, I just I have no idea if they're actually interested in making their teams good. And I don't even mean that as like, a hard criticism i like i just have never seen like where where are they trying to go what are they trying to do what where like where are they trying to take these teams i don't see any real structure in either in any of them
0: well let's talk about that you're saying two you know pretty bad franchises and we wanted to discuss the three worst franchises in football right now i kind of broke it down from uh the turn of the century and you know just i just can't because you know, there's some teams that obviously have a really rich history way back, but it's just been that span of 19 years now where they've been really bad. So I'll, I'll get it started. No, no particular order because all of them suck. So <laughs> I'll say Washington. I think Washington is one of the worst franchises in football, right? Since oh, yeah. 2004, playoff appearances, one win, and it's been really ugly. Every free agent, we talked about this last week too, every free agent they seem to get never pans out. They had the one year where they had Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson, and they both put up 1,000 yards one year. And they let them go. It's just so bizarre what Washington is doing. No one wants to go to their games. Their owner has no idea what he's doing. The GM has no idea what he's doing. And the other two there, I had Cleveland. Sorry.
3: Like, yeah, I, I think, that's fair.
0: I think there was, obviously, hope going forward. It doesn't look good right now. No. Obviously, they had the 0-16 season uh, a couple years back. And Miami. Miami is, oh, it's bad. <laughs> it is a dumpster fire, right? And, and David, do you have uh, three as well that are kind of the same as mine?
2: I was just going to say, I think Washington for me is unquestionably the worst Mm. to be a fan of out of those three. Mm -hmm. At least Miami, you shouldn't get attached to anybody on the team (laughs) right now, Uh, but I think they at least are selling a future that they're going to rebuild and they are going to have. They already have those chips in hand that they can cash in in a couple years. Obviously, Cleveland, you know, they've been terrible for a couple of decades now, but I think as a Browns fan, this is probably the best season, um, maybe last season, you could argue, in 20 years. Like, sure, they're two and three, but last week they were first in their uh, division. They still have a lot of talented guys, and I think if they make some changes there and they sort of shift around their focus, whereas right now, you know, they're really heavy on great pass catchers, and they do have some pass rushers. But like I said, you have to address that offensive line. I think Cleveland and Miami both have bright futures. Washington, not so much.
1: You in the same boat as Crosby there? Um, I have two actually two different ones. So my kind of criteria was just like wh- like, do I see a direction for this franchise? Like do I like mm-hmm. is there an obvious direction for this? Like if I don't see a direction for where your team is going, or if I don't be- really believe in the direction that it's going, I uh, you're in the bottom three here. Okay. So obviously I have Washington. Yep. I think that's going to be a consensus for all four of us. That's kind of an obvious one. Bruce Allen with the uh, the culture is damn good comment. That was fun. I'm like I, I like they're selling shirts now. That's fun. Um, Cincinnati. I figured you were going to say that. I, do, like, I can't believe how, like, Marvin Lewis, I can't believe Marvin Lewis was there for so long. Oh
0: my, how many years was he? Oh.
1: He was the longest-tenured coach with Bill Belichick for the longest time, until, well, obviously he got fired last season. And, like, when they were, they were going to fire him, and then didn't, because so like, the owner was just so cheap that he couldn't find, he didn't want to find a new coach, and then just chose the youngest coach available because he probably knew that he could pay him the least amount of money out of anybody available. I don't see a future oh. for this. Obviously, they've had some bright spots with like the some prior Andy Dalton and AJ Green years, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: they just never had any sustained success. And I just can't see where this team goes in the future with Andy Dalton. Like it doesn't seem like they're ready to move on from Andy Dalton anytime soon. Their quarterback
0: situation is always so yeah. bizarre, and they've been notoriously cheap. Like you mentioned, I remember the Carson Palmer years,
1: yeah. where yeah. he argued
0: there like what money he was going to get, and then he jumped ship. Yeah, and who's the other team you got there?
1: Oakland. Yeah, that makes sense. Obviously, they're three and two right now, but I don't believe in that record at all. I think we're going to get to them really? eventually today, but yeah. I I think they've just kind of fallen ass backwards into this, and it's a lot of Josh Jacobs being really good. He was really good this past week. That's kind of how, like how they beat the Bears. I just don't believe in this organization at all, and like that John Gruden contract is atrocious. It's like really they bad. are saddled with him for a long, long time, and I I can't see them being really good under him at all, and I don't see where like a scenario where the the Oakland Raiders are good under John Gruden.
0: I, I think they tried to move in the right direction, and we'll see if those picks uh, end up panning out. Those yeah. first uh, those three first round picks. Obviously, everyone was kind of shocked when they picked Leland Furl out of uh, Clemson. There, I think everyone still talks about the two thousand and seven draft. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell,
3: number one baby.
0: <laughs> uh, are you sort of in the same boat? You said Miami and Washington. Is there another team that sticks out in your mind? Yeah,
3: I mean undoubtedly those guys are for sure. Those teams are for sure the worst. But I'm going to go a little bit different. Um, okay. I I definitely. At least I, I like to think that, at least if you're trying, if, you're, if there's a clear path, an idea to what you're doing, yep. I, kind of, I can believe in that. Same with the Browns. The Browns have a clear idea of what they want to do, it's just not really coming off on the field. I would say, though, for me, it's actually the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I, okay. I know that they made the playoffs a few years ago, but like they're in one of the weakest divisions of football. They can, they can have at least six you know, good games pretty much every year. And yeah, I know mean, the other teams have had some, some, some good success as well, but like Mike Frable is your head coach. Marcus Mariota as your quarterback?
2: <laughs> Derrick Henry in the backfield? De-
3: Derrick Henry. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know what else there is to say about that, to be honest with you.
2: I actually wanted to give some honorable mention to a team that's actually pretty good right now and has been good for uh, a little while, the Los Angeles Chargers. And I think they are destined to become the next Clippers here. They're going to be sharing an arena with the Rams. Their owner is notoriously cheap. I can't think of another franchise that's had more than one rookie holdout as long as I can (laughs) remember. And seemingly every first round draft pick that they have, they have a holdout because they're arguing over the language Mm. and they don't want to guarantee money if they get cut. Like, why are you worried about whether you're going to cut your first round pick in the first four years? Are you serious? Like, especially when you're drafting in the top 10, which they have for a couple of these guys, it's a total joke. And I mean, when your ownership is that bad, that's why I, I dislike this Washington team so much. And I think the Chargers, as soon as Phillip Rivers is gone, watch out. Well, David, I'm
0: glad you brought that up because we'll be discussing the Chargers <laughs> in a little bit. But uh, something I want to touch on Miami, too, is this franchise actually could have been really successful if they just believed in Drew Brees and that you know yeah. shoulder injury that he dealt with. And obviously in 07, they end up taking Jake Long, which didn't really work out. But about Sunday night, obviously Patrick Mahomes. Everyone loves everything this guy does. He's the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. He makes incredible throws, and the Colts beat him the hell up. Bradshaw, what was your biggest takeaway from that game? And try to stay away from that, you know,
1: offensive line because
0: damn, they're really good.
1: What on the Colts? Yeah, I was going to say more the Chiefs. Like the Chiefs mm. defense still is a bit of a is a huge question mark. Okay. Like that seems still going to be the one thing that might hold Patrick Mahomes and the incredible Chiefs offense yeah. back from like. Beating the Patriots, who I think are their clear favorites in the AFC mm-hmm. right now, I don't want to sound too biased, but I think that's kind of, I think that like might be where we are. With, that should be where we are with them, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I think that's kind of still the one thing that's holding them back. Like they still have some, they still have some nice talent on that defense, but letting D Ford go was really big. Mm. Frank Clark, I was, I was never a big Frank Clark fan.
0: Neither
1: am He's he's had productive years, but I'm just, I just don't like. I'm not a huge fan of him, and that really seems like the, the biggest Achilles heel at this point. Like. It seems like teams can kind of hang with their with the Chiefs' offense if they can just place if they can play obviously really good defense because as as the Colts did on Sunday night, I think that's still kind of the big thing that's going to hold the Chiefs back. Are you in the same boat, Crosby?
2: Well, if you're not going to let me talk about Quentin Nelson, I guess <laughs> I want to talk. I want to talk about Quentin I, I just, Nelson. I, I everyone knows. Every,
0: he, everyone knows he's. I would say. He he might be the best lineman in football. Oh, I'm to totally be. in. Has I'm to be, totally, yeah.
2: You, you remember last year, for, for our listeners who listened last year, I said I would have taken him first overall in wow. that draft. Yeah. He is absolutely incredible. I'm jealous. And and Dallas has a great <laughs> offensive line, and I'm jealous. But it's staying away then from the offensive line, to me, it's Frank Reich. Like this yeah, guy he's so good. is incredible. I can't think of another coach. What did he have? Seven fourth down. Uh, conversion attempts in that one game it was six minimum mm-hmm. uh, and I think he converted all of them or six of seven that's incredible like you have to feel so confident if your coach is willing to leave you on the field for that many fourth downs in that close of a game against such a good opponent love Frank Reich I,
0: I think it just talks uh, about uh, the adversity this team has faced obviously Frank Reich wasn't supposed to be there it was supposed to be yeah. josh mcdaniels right and then he backs out of the job and of course frank Reich takes over he rebuilds this offensive line they were going to be super bowl contenders and andrew luck retires and now look at them like jacoby Brissett, he, he there i th- was it going into week five he led the nfl in touchdowns or he was tied for the lead with 11 like
3: I believe so yeah it's
0: crazy what this what this team is doing 180 rushing yards but jeff when it's all said and done are the colts going to be in the playoffs
3: I think what they have to be 100. Wow. I I think that they can keep a better pace. I think they can stay a little bit more consistent than the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's kind of like what you guys were saying, like like Frank Reich, amazing coach, and they've really stacked up a lot of talent this team, you know. And like you said, going in, a lot of people had them as favorites to come at least come out of the AFC as AFC champions in, into a Super Bowl. And I think they were an elite team with Andrew Luck. I still think they're a very good team without him, yeah. and I think that's what it's what, clearly paying off for them. And you see where like you know, obviously Andy Reid's a, on a phenomenal coach but so many injuries and then patrick mahomes is pretty much the only guy on offense other than kelsey right now that's really doing a lot of damage versus another great team you really saw you you really saw the result of that i don't think that they're gonna you know i don't think they're pushing for a divisional uh a a buy kind of thing but i think that they can at least make the wild card for sure
0: i I think so too and their schedule's like totally in their favor i had to check it houston twice new orleans tampa and carolina that's Pretty much all the tough teams. If you want to even put Tampa Bay in that conversation in Carolina, we don't know the situation of Kyle Allen and uh, obviously Cam Newton there. But something that kind of stood out to me in that game too, LeSean McCoy had no carries. Yeah. had a couple touches, but why did you pick him up and, you know, when he got cut and not give him the ball once? It was really, really bizarre. So I, I guess we're sort of believing a little bit in the Colts. How about the 49ers though? Wow. 31-3 win over Cleveland. That was a human I actually turned the game off. I couldn't I couldn't continue to watch because it was just that embarrassing for the Browns. Bratch, are you uh, buying into the 49ers?
1: I like their defense a lot. I re- I'm really sold on their defense and I've always been sold on Kyle Shanahan as mm-hmm. an offensive play caller. I'm still a little bit skeptical I think Jeff is as well of Jimmy Garoppolo and how far he can take that team, but I really like what they're doing with Matt Breed and Tevin Coleman. They they looked incredible. Those two looked fantastic last night. And obviously, Tevin Coleman has familiarity with Kyle Shanahan from Atlanta, but that team looked really good running the ball, and their defense looked so talented. That front seven, like, they've obviously invested a lot of draft capital into that, and they looked so good last night. They just tortured Baker Mayfield. And, like, I'm I, i I'm not sold on them completely yet as, like, a winning the division, but I can see them making the playoffs for sure.
2: I liked them. I think uh, for every everything Bradshaw said, really, that's exactly, uh, you know, the kind of boat I'm in, but you know, we were talking whether or not they've only faced bad teams. And I've been telling myself this whole time, Cleveland is is going to be a good team. (laughs) They're going to find themselves. After last night, I'm still not sure they played a good team because that was absolutely disgusting. Cleveland was never in that game. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see when they play some some real teams, uh, if they keep this up. But right now, they look like a juggernaut, and and I don't say that lightly. They have over 200 rushing yards a game, and cool. they're a top-five defense. That's unbelievable.
0: And that's something that's shocking, because usually I'm a, I'm a believer in kind of having that number-one running back and who's helped out by a backup. Bradshaw's shaking his head. He doesn't <laughs> like that. I'm not a big fan of the run-by committee. It's just, I think... You know, you look at some, somewhere like Philadelphia, mm.
1: it's fine who your lead back is going to be. Well, Philadelphia's kind of had the running back by committee for the last couple of years, at least when they've been successful under it, it Doug Peterson. And then, obviously, the Patriots have always had a running back by committee. The year the Falcons went to the Super Bowl, they kind of had the same thing with Coleman and Freeman. I think that's where the NFL's headed right now. Obviously, there are some teams that need the number 1 running back, like uh, Minnesota— Mm-hmm. if you don't believe in your if you're in your quarterback you need to have a strong running game and I think there are guys that deserve to have that kind of money like Zeke and Dalvin Cook when they eventually have to pay him but a team but you're already seeing with the Rams they paid Todd Gurley all that money and now there are already questions about how long can he hold up as being the number one back long term so I think I I think that's kind of where the NFL is headed where you don't need to invest a ton of money into a, a running back you can kind of like have a few specialty guys that can run the ball well or catch the ball well, and they do those specific things really well. And that's how you succeed with your running with your running back situation.
0: Well, obviously it's working really well for the 49ers right now. Jeff, why don't you believe in Jimmy Garoppolo?
3: I just think that it looks like they're hiding him. It looks like I feel mm-hmm. that he's still you know, I think you even saw this too. You know, when Tom Brady came back from his ACL tear, he didn't look comfortable just stepping into throws and stuff. I think there has been some uh like A lot of people have noted kind of Jimmy Grapple's mechanical issues, the way he kind of just, he tries to muscle throws a lot. This was even before his injury. A lot of people were calling him out for that, saying that, like, he doesn't, he uses a lot of his natural arm strength. And I think now, you know, with the ACL tear, and I think, you know, Kyle Shannon really not wanting him to get hurt, not putting too much pressure on him, he's leaning on the fact that his running game is so strong. Like, I I just, I don't see it necessarily, I, I just don't see them really putting the offense in his hands the way they did you know when when they went five and0 with him he only made one completion o- over 20 yards the ball only flew that that far on, on the touchdown pass to uh, Kittle so I don't really see it. I, I personally I see the 49ers going five and seven based on the last little stretch that they have so they'll, they'll be above 500 but they I, I think they're gonna lose up mostly on the last few divisional games that they that they have coming up
1: wow uh, but, all, like, I, I, as I said, I don't believe in Jimmy 100% yet, but he doesn't also have a ton of weapons outside of George Kittle. Like, who's mm-hmm. our number one receiver? Going into the year, is supposed to be Dante Pettis. And and he he had that he's hor- looked awful. That drop was terrible. That terrible was so bad. That lost me a week in fantasy, by the way. Oh. I was, uh, I was up by seven, and the guy I the was facing had Robbie Gould, and mm-hmm. he missed those three kicks. Wow. And he had all four of those extra points, so I was up by three, and if Pettis caught that ball, they probably wouldn't have needed to kick from 40 yards oh, out, geez. and that that cost me the week, so... I hate Dante Pettis for that, but they've. They, have you
0: not dropped him yet?
1: Because he hasn't done anything. Oh no, I, uh, no, I did. Uh, who, Dante Pettis? Yeah. No, I, I, I don't have him, but I mean, like Robbie. If he oh, caught that ball, yeah. they would. The You're Robbie Gould wouldn't come on oh, the okay. field. Yeah. I, was like,
0: shot, I was like, I, st- I did how draft deep is this him. League? I did draft him, but I, I drafted dropped, him really league. yeah.
1: But they, uh, getting back to their receivers, they don't have a ton of receiving talent again outside of George Kittle. Mm. Like I, I think that's also kind of the issue with Garoppolo. He doesn't have a ton of weapons. But that's also on him to make his receivers look better if he's actually a really a, a really good NFL quarterback.
3: But also, who did he have when he when he first came to the Niners too? Right with even less talent. Like Kittle didn't have his his until yeah. year till the following year. So I mean, I definitely I agree with that. Like I think receivers, you know, they got to step up too. And I think you kind of see it a little bit with the Browns. Their receivers aren't really stepping up. I think it's making him look even worse. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's looked horrible. I just don't think I'm seeing the guy that that they paid so much money.
1: For, I agree. I, I agree guess. With that, yeah.
3: Okay, so enough talk with the Browns. I know we
0: we want to beat up on them, but I'm kind of intrigued by the San Francisco team. Last week we were on here. I was the only one who said Seattle was going to beat Los Angeles. Now Los Angeles is set third in that division. Now Seattle's number two, yeah. and obviously San Francisco is still undefeated. Who's going to win this division, guys?
1: I I'm still I still want to say the Rams. Oh, geez! I still really I believe I believe in Sean McVay. I believe in the talent on that roster. I believe talent wins out most of the time. Obviously like the Falcons don't prove that all every week. We'll get to week. I'm sure we'll talk about them eventually, but I still believe in the Rams. I I can't imagine them not winning the division. They're so good or supposed to be so good. And I mean it's a big week next week with the Rams and the 49ers, so that's going to be a huge game. That's going to be a big game.
2: Yep, flip those standings upside down. I think it goes Rams, Hawks, 49ers by the end of the season. (laughs) Now, I know Russell Wilson is having an absolutely incredible year already so far. I think he's due to fall back a little bit down to earth here. And like Bradshaw said, I believe in Sean McVay, but most of all, I believe in Aaron Donald. And Mm -hmm. I think last week you saw them go a little more heavy on Gurley, give him the ball, let him run. And I think they're going to continue that going forward because they realize this division is no longer going to be a cakewalk. We're going to have to work for it. And I think they're going to show that in the weeks to come. Jeff, don't break
3: my heart here. Uh, I mean, I (laughs) am going to be honest. So I actually, I think this is so close. It's it's really hard one to call, but I got to go with, uh, you know, another a fellow short person. Well, not really short by normal He's human standards. Yeah, by Russell Sanders. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Nice. I think they're going to take the division. The only reason why is because, you know, the the Rams are coming up some some tough games towards the end. You know, you got my Bears, uh, who probably will mostly only frustrate them on, on a defensive <laughs> perspective. I thought you and, said
2: tough games. <laughs> no oh.
3: <laughs> Honestly, I can't really say anything <laughs> back that honestly. So I mean uh yeah like but like the Rams they got they, they got Baltimore they got they got the 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 excuse me the Arizona Cardinals and I think just divisional games that's so tough to call. and then you got the 49ers as well do, down the stretch. So based on what we see this week is really I think is going to determine a lot of what we see in the yeah. final week of the season and that could be the the, the moment that you know the the division, I guess.
0: So I have a split vote and I think it's Seattle too. I think Russell Wilson's gonna, even though I said Matt Ryan is gonna win the MVP and he keeps looking like crap and Dan Quinn is rooting the Falcons. <laughs> I think Russell Wilson's going to win MVP if it's not Christian McCaffrey continuing to go off. This schedule, though, tough. I think that Browns game's still going to be competitive. It, it, you know, it's in Ohio. Should be a fun one. Ravens, Falcons, Seahawks should blow them out of the water if the Falcons keep playing like they're playing. Bucks, Niners, Eagles, Vikings, Rams, Panthers, Cardinals, 49ers. It's actually like pretty tough all yeah. the way down the stretch there. I just believe in this team. Their defense, like, take in Jadavion Clowney and Ziggy Onza, haven't really shown what they can do yet. And once they get comfortable in that defense and start rocking and rolling, whoa. It, it could be uh, pretty competitive. But it's kind of odd how the one undefeated team, none of us believe in. <laughs> like
3: They just run into some terrible teams to start yeah, there. And yeah. I just, like, other than the defensive line, which we talked about, and, uh, like, the, the great running game, they just don't really impress you. And they don't, there's nothing that, to me, that when you watch them, says this is an elite team. Yeah. I think it's a very good team. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a team that for sure has playoff potential, but isn't an elite team? I, I, I don't think so. I'm not so sure. Almost like
0: the Bears, where their defense is really good, like really, really talented, but and they have this offensive mind, right? Like Shanahan and Nagy, but it's going to be that quarterback play. Not too many weapons on either side of the ball. I mean, on the offensive side of the ball, but I don't know. We'll be uh, speaking of that in a little bit. Obviously, Chicago. Jeff, what the hell happened? <laughs> I,
3: I literally have, have no answer. I do not know how they could stop Dalvin Cook, but not Josh Jacobs. I mean Josh Jacobs is good. He's, he's not
0: Dalvin he's Cook good. He's not he's
3: clearly not that good. He was literally just running straight at people. He was not be, he wasn't like a shifty, tough to tackle kind of back. He was just running straight at the gut, you know, lowering his shoulder, lowering the boom. But like they, they couldn't stop him. And the other thing too, like I gotta give credit though to the Oakland Raiders. I think mm. Derek Carr is playing a lot better than he has in years past. I think him in... Uh, John Gruden seemed to be figuring some stuff out there. He was getting the ball in his hands so quick, which was really eliminating a lot of the of the Bears' passers. And we lost a key mix earlier in the game, but it didn't matter last week, so I'm not exactly sure why it mattered so much this week. I mean, I think you do have to give a little bit of credit to Derek Carr, but also, I guess, the offensive line, right? But I don't know. I mean, and this is the thing, too. Chase Daniels, I mean... He's clearly he's gonna keep the offense on schedule. He's a bit more consistent than, than Trubisky. He makes less puzzling decisions, but he's still a backup quarterback. Yeah. yeah. He's still not very good. And yeah. you saw that. And I also think that Matt Nagy is struggling to find his playmaker. It's like he he he's kind of being pushed with his back against the wall almost seems like. And he's just forcing things. He's trying to find the trickiest play and the best playmaker to go to, and he and he can't find anything.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's so hard with the Bears, because obviously I hate talking about them. But David Montgomery, I feel like it's the clear-cut back there. I think, it, like, Tariq Cohen should just line up in the slot. Just run your slants. Just run your seams. That's all you should be doing. Alan Robinson has looked good, though, and I know we'll get he's to He's looked impressive. He's looked really good, yeah. yeah. he's looked really talented, and obviously maybe that just speaks on the connection
2: of him and Chase Daniel. Crosby, you're sort of a big Oakland believer, eh? You know, there's just something about John Gruden that oh, that I like, and oh, I I know I'm the only one here, and I can't even believe as I'm saying this right now, I can't even <laughs> believe that I'm saying it, but like I, I think that guys really do like to play for him. Everybody had a good laugh when you know he had that clip. People want to come here and wear the black and silver. People want to be a Raider. I think he would be a fun coach to play for. Honestly, that guy wants to win. That's all he cares about. This is a super underrated team, but I'm not going to you know, overreact to this week. I think the Raiders own London, and I think that had a huge factor in this, that they've been there before. They've played there lots of times. They're comfortable playing in London, and I think the Bears uh, maybe had a little too much fish and chips and pub food. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I guess this is a good place to start. Bradshaw, are the Raiders a pretender
2: or a contender? I think it was my wor- one of my worst organizations. That's in true.
1: Football. So I th- I'm thinking they're a pretender, but they've had back to back impressive wins. Now they beat Very the Colts true. last week and they beat the Bears this week. So they've looked pretty impressive in two weeks in a row. Now I just I can't see them like making the play. I can't even see them making the playoffs. Crosby, as a as an, as an Oakland believer, do you see them making the playoffs? Well, I just want to clarify. I'm not I'm not a total
2: Oakland believer. He's you a know, John Gruden. Believer. I don't go to the church of John Gruden, but I do think they have a chance at making the playoffs. Probably an outside chance, let's be honest. I think, like you said, Derek Carr has has played the best he has since his MVP uh caliber campaign he had a couple years ago. You know, subplot, I think maybe Gruden might flip Derek Carr at the end of this year I I really honestly do think that's where this is headed and I I I hope it is headed there actually just for the headlines but this season I I think they have a chance uh eight and eight or better
0: I was just gonna say eight and eight they've got a couple tough games obviously uh Green Bay there Texans there Lions have looked good Chargers you never know what the hell you're gonna get Bengals Jets Chiefs Titans, Jags, Chargers, Broncos. I, 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 has eight and eight written all over it. But hey, they might get nine and seven. Maybe the Bills will lose out or something.
3: Jeff, are you a, uh, you
0: know, do you believe? Oh hell team? no!
3: Oh, absolutely, okay. not. That that absolutely not. Absolutely oh. not. No, and honestly, I mean. John Gruden just rattles me. Like he rattles me <laughs> to like, "This guy." Like I, I, I was fine with him on the on the Gruden, you know, QB camp. That stuff is fun, you know. Man. He's just messing around, nothing serious. But when he's actually like, you know, coaching a football team, I'm, I don't I really enjoy it. So
1: when he has real impact on a franchise, yeah. Jeff is and, not and, happy and, about you it. You
3: know, what? I'll I'll give him credit. He's doing a lot with a pretty yeah. god awful team. But I just I I definitely don't see them making the playoffs. No. I, I don't even see them being like an eight and eight team. I think they're going six and ten. Me too.
2: I'd just like to shout out my boy Darren Waller, seventy-two yards a game. Nolan, oh. I hate to say it, but he might hit that eight hundred to a thousand yard mark. J- yeah, just saying.
0: Yeah, we should have bet a beer on that or something. I was actually shocked when that was your like sleeper for the one week, and now he's like the sleeper of the year. He's the he's a new uh, Mark Andrews, I guess. Him and, you will, might...
1: him and Will Disley.
0: Oh yeah, of course him too. Oh jeez, but
1: uh, let's uh. Get
0: ready for this one. Dallas Cowboys. Crosby, what happened, buddy?
2: You mean other than me crying myself to sleep later that night? or That too. You know, you said you had to turn off the Browns game. I wish I could have turned off the Cowboys game, but they just stayed in it just enough for me to watch until the end. Listen, I, I don't know. I, until Jason Garrett is gone, I'm pretty much out. With my hopes of this team ever reaching their potential, he has no excuse. This is a talented team. They're not the most talented team in the league, but they're good where it counts. They have a good offensive line. The guys they have on defense, they should be able to stop the run. They should be able to pressure the quarterback. They have good receivers around Dak. He is an elite, but he's well above average. I'm done with Jason Garrett. The writing's on the wall, and I've been saying this for five years. I feel like I'm in a jail cell scratching it on the the walls here.
0: So is that what pissed you off the most was just the way Garrett's game plan
2: went? I can't understand when you go against one of the worst rush rush defenses in the entire NFL— and you come out and you have two interceptions basically to start the game, and and you're out of it by the first quarter, and you can no longer run. It was an absolute joke of a game plan. Please just come out and run the ball a little bit. Like I had Zeke as my uh, as you know as yeah. my pick of the week, and and he didn't even get a chance. By the time they started handing the ball, it was already too late. They had to throw it. I'm so sick of this team.
0: (laughs) The best running back in that game was Aaron Jones, obviously close to uh, 200 total yards, four touchdowns. Uh, Obviously, I hate talking about Green Bay too; they just piss me off more and more. But Brownshaw, you're a pretty uh, big—you know, obviously we talked about (laughs) him being an Oakland believer. You're a big Dak believer. Yeah. Is he going to get that big contract he wants? Because a poor performance like that isn't going to help.
1: No, I I had him as my dud, and I mean his finals numbers Mm -hmm. didn't look like a dud, but a lot of that came in garbage time when they had to throw the ball a lot. I still think – I obviously, I don't think he's – what was the initial ask there? $40 million or something like that? Yeah, something crazy. I don't know if that's true, but if, that, if it is, like obviously, that's way too much. I don't agree with that. I, I think Dax, as as David said, he's not an elite quarterback, but he's definitely an above-average quarterback, and he's someone that I could see not – he wouldn't be like the, the guy that led you to a championship, but he was, he's not going to cost you a championship. But he has the guys around him to make him look, look a really good quarterback, mm. and he is a pretty solid quarterback. I just – that's two really good teams now. And he's looked really bad against both after killing some pretty bad teams. I I'm still on the DAC bandwagon, but I think it's there's some question marks. I think the biggest question though is Jason Garrett is I is he the new Marvin Lewis? He's just kind of sticking yeah. around. He should have been gone a little while ago, but he's at least like we know the owner isn't cheap. Jerry Jones sure. isn't cheap, but why is he still here? He he's, loves yeah. he just loves Jason Garrett a lot.
0: I, I know David and I talked about this too. how much would it you know it cost to get Lincoln Riley? Oh, on Lincoln Riley
1: in the NFL so bad. I, I
0: think everyone wants to, oh. to get this guy because he keeps creating these Heisman quarterbacks and his, uh, everything he does on offense is almost Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay-like. Sure. But uh, I don't know. He's like the king of Oklahoma. I don't know if that's
2: going to happen. David, sorry? Listen up, Jerry Jones. Here's what I want you to do. Oh, I want you to give him the John Gruden 10-year contract and I want him to have a 1% ownership stake in the dallas cowboys he will drop his college program like that at the end of the season come in save the cowboys in time for the playoffs please i am begging you you said you would trade one billion dollars for a super bowl all i'm asking for is a couple hundred million
0: well i don't know you just said his college uh team it's one of the best colleges uh you know their history is unbelievable. Definitely been better than Dallas recently. But... it's
1: not the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> oh, that'd be an interesting dynamic too for Cowboys fans because they're a lot. I'm sure a lot of them are Longhorns yeah. fans. So it'd be kind of tough for them to kind of get on board with a former Oklahoma Sooners coach.
2: Not when Jason Garrett's walking out the door. Trust me, they'd be hard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they'll get over it.
1: All right, Jeff. So
0: Green Bay. Obviously, you and I both hate the Packers. Being a Vikings fan and a Bears fan, I like. Do you really believe in this team? Because it feels like they keep playing these games. And they'll either not look, you know, like they'll look really good in the first half. And the second half, they just fall apart. And especially in that opening Bears game, it was, you know, about Mitch Trubisky. In the Vikings game, Kirk Cousins was terrible. It, like, do you actually believe this team's going to come away with the division title?
3: At this point, because our two teams are looking so bad, Nolan, mm-hmm. it's hard to believe that they wouldn't. And I think a lot of us to do with the secondary of the Packers. The Packers' secondary looks Really good so far. And look, I mean, you know, getting two picks on Dak Prescott, who is, I think, a, a good quarterback. That's that's still that's still like a that's a good outcome for sure. And yeah, like the, the you're right though. The the thing with them is just they keep these games way too close, mm-hmm. way too close. Aaron Rodgers is just not being being that difference maker that yeah. he that he used to be way back. And I mean, I know he he didn't, he didn't have uh, Devontae Adams, but either way, I just I, I just think that they're. They're missing that edge, but I think that with the inconsistencies of the rest of the division, I think that they will uh, come out on top.
0: Is it weird to say Aaron Rodgers, who's one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen, is a glimpse of himself? Because you'll see the throws. There was the one sidearm throw, and everyone goes, oh, only Mahomes can do this. And Rodgers comes out and delivers a ball like that, but he only goes for however many yards, like 200 yards. And he... it's just weird to me. It doesn't seem like the same guy yeah. who we once saw. And maybe it's just the offense that Matt Lafleur wants to hey just ground and pound with Aaron Jones. And obviously, it's working out pretty well. It, like, are you guys in the kind of thinking the same thing? Like, Aaron Rodgers' best days are long behind him.
3: I mean, I do th- I do think he's lost a good amount of what he what made him who he was. Like in his at his absolute peak as MVP level kind of kind of Aaron Rodgers level, but. I, I also do think that, you know, if you look at Drew Brees, Drew Brees also also a great quarterback, but he's done his best work and Tom Brady as well, especially in terms of wins when they've had balanced offenses, when they've run the ball a bit more. Aaron Rodgers, you know, has been throwing the ball so much. Same thing with Matthew Stafford's been throwing the ball, you know, 56 times a game and they're not really winning. Like running the ball, I think still has, has its place in the game, especially when you have a lead, you know, drain that clock. And I think having that balance is, is incredibly important.
0: Well, obviously Dallas is uh, going into a game against the Jets. We know Sam
3: Darnold. He's coming back from uh, the kissing disease. So,
0: you know, we'll see how that goes. Probably going to be an ugly game either way because the Jets, there just just as terrible. Uh, speaking of Ezekiel Elliott, who we talked about, and the Jets, a running back for Carolina, Christian McCaffrey, has more total yards than Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley combined and has more yards than the New York Jets as a whole. Is CMC the best running back in football?
1: Yes. I think that's pretty I think that's pretty I think that's pretty clear. I think it's him then Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's shown a lot this year in terms of especially mm-hmm. as a receiver. He's sure. show he's shown a lot this year. I think but I think it's pretty clear that McCaffrey's the best running back in the NFL. Maybe that's just me though.
2: Wow. I like Alvin Kamara a little bit more myself. Really? I think McCaffrey is the clear cut best receiving back in the NFL. Uh but Kamara's pretty close behind him receiving as well. Uh I think it's pretty 1-2 for me right there. If Todd Gurley were healthy, yeah. If he went back to last season, I think Gurley clearly was not so much anymore, mm-hmm. but I think Kamara is a beast. I think I just like McCaffrey more
1: as a runner. I think he's a more talented runner than Kamara is, but Kamara has never really been given the chance to show how good he is as a yeah. runner because they had Ingram for so long.
0: I think they're two different yeah, type of guy. I think McCaffrey's vision is otherworldly. Just the way he sees the field is unbelievable. Almost the way Adrian Peterson used to see the field. Dalvin, the way he's been doing a little bit this year. Whereas Kamara, all we talk about is his balance. That, and like... You know, he has a lineman or or linebacker just swiping on his legs and somehow he stays up. It makes no sense.
2: That's how I know you're in love with this guy. When you bring up two former Vikings, <laughs> well, one current two Vikings running backs, I can see the hearts in your eyes in there right now. Well, I,
0: it, to me, it just makes no sense. First of all, he should have been the first running back taken off the board. He should have won the Heisman. Derrick Henry did not deserve that at all. And people didn't think he was a first rounder. People like, oh, I don't know if he can be an NFL running back. It just it baffled me.
3: Jeff, is he your
0: number one running back in football?
3: I see. I think that one stat you talked about though, him having more toll yards than Gurley and, um, and Ezekiel Elliott, like is a little bit inflated because of what Crosby talked about, what we have been talking about the past mm-hmm. few weeks about Gurley getting less touches about uh, Zeke clearly getting less touches. They're putting the ball on Dak's hands more. So I think it does inflate a little bit, but I think just what I see on the field, I do think at this moment he is mm-hmm. the most talented just because of what he can do in both, you know, running and receiving, I think. And, Look at his offense. Look at what he's dealing with, right? He's not dealing. He, I mean, I know Collin's Cal- doing well, but he's still not like a, a good, healthy Cam Newton. So I think yeah. he's he's really putting his team on his back right now offensively, and I got to give it to him for that. Yeah.
0: I, I think so too, and obviously it's hard for me not to say it's Dalvin, but I think obviously Dalvin has some of those injury issues that we all worry about. The key thing for me here is. Alvin Kamara has a really good offensive line, too. Taron Armstead's an absolute stud, and Ryan Ramschick on the other side. Um, He's a pretty talented uh, player as well. Obviously, Zeke has that offensive line. Dalvin doesn't have an offensive line. And Carolina, we never talk about their offensive line.
2: Yeah. Right? I, I don't know. This dude's unbelievable. He might win the MVP. While well, we're talking about Carolina. Can I take us on a little tangent? Do you mind, yeah, host? Go ahead. Do you mind? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, perfect. I, I was talking to my friend Sean, big Panthers fan, earlier this uh, this morning, and I asked him, "Would you trade Cam Newton? Do you do you like what you've seen so much out of Kyle Allen so far that you would ship Cam somewhere else?" I'm I'm in that boat right now. What do you think about that?
0: I don't like what I've seen so much from Allen, and I I think. He obviously, the game against Arizona, he looked unbelievable, but Arizona's terrible. So it, it's tough to say Cam Newton's not the same player he used to be. No. He's always going to be you know have that shoulder issue. He doesn't run like he used to, and that's when he was the most exciting.
2: It, whatever
0: was going on in that MVP year, it, it was absurd. Some of the throws he was making, obviously he was picking up a first down and dragging like 11 defenders behind him. It was nuts. I would trade him. I don't think Kyle Allen's the answer, though. No. And it's cool that they're picking up wins. I, I used to think it was Will Greer. I know you're. West Is Will visitor. Greer
1: the answer? I was about to ask you. Is Will Greer the answer? That's the thing. I was shocked he wasn't starting over Kyle Allen. I and think they're just not sure if he's ready yet. Like he's, maybe, it's, I just, maybe like they're not ready to throw him right into the fire yet. And I, I, I'd probably agree with that. Maybe he's not quite ready to start games. Obviously, I'm a huge Will Greer fan, yep. huge West Virginia fan. I think, I think he could be a really talented NFL quarterback if he gets the chance. But if if Kyle, if Kyle Allen keeps playing like he has, then I mean. You got to keep running with him. I w- I don't know if I'm willing to trade Cam Newton yet. Why though. though? I still think he's just so important to that organ like just his Im- importance to the organization as a whole. Obviously his play mm-hmm. on the field hasn't shown it anymore, but he's just such an important figure for that organization.
2: But can McCaffrey take that spot? He
1: could. Yeah, that's true. I just I'm not I'm not sure if I'm willing, ready to ready and willing to move on from Cam Newton just yet. I don't know why. I've always really liked Cam Newton as a player. Uh,
0: fun, like yeah. really fun player to watch. But it's
1: just it, sad that how, how injuries have like kind of broken him down, which obviously sucks. But yeah. to
0: me, I think there's more of a chance of them trading Cam because he's still a little bit younger than say the Giants of trading Eli. Just because oh, yeah. Eli means so much That's to that true. franchise in yeah. the Super Bowls. Yeah, where okay, you got him to you know Super Bowl that was an embarrassing loss to Denver. I I. It depends what it is. It, dep- it really depends
2: what it is. I'm so glad you just said Denver because that is the perfect spot oh for him to God. go. <laughs> where John Elway would think, this guy is incredible. He is an MVP. I'm going to give you whatever you-, you want for him, and then he'll fail in Denver. It's perfect. Oh, he loves those
0: six six quarterbacks with cannon arms, right? It always works <laughs> out for them.
3: Jeff, uh, do you think
0: the Carolina should
2: trade
3: him? I think that'd be so much fun if they did trade him. And I, I, you know, when you just talked about it, you just gave me all the flashbacks of those great Cam Newton moments we saw, Mm -hmm. especially in that MVP season. He just looked like, he legitimately looked like, I know the celebration, he really looked, he lived up to that Superman role. Like he was just unbelievable that season, but we haven't seen anything like that since. And I don't know if you guys saw that interview he had recently talking about his injuries and stuff like that. And you know what that reminded me of? Andrew Luck. Like just the way he seems mentally beaten down by like, the rehab, the yeah. get, getting injured, getting right back and ready, or getting forced back a little bit too early, and then he's injured again, and and I think not, it's it's not just physically taking a toll on, him, it's mentally taking a toll on, him, which can't help us, can't help us play, and I think you can see that.
2: Well, I, I'm I'm glad you said mentally as well because it kind of reminded me of Aaron Rodgers, what you were just talking about, how what's different about him. I think he still has all the physical tools. I don't like. Roger's demeanor and the way that he acts on the field and the way that he stares down his receivers if they make a bad play or somebody who who makes a bad block. And I think when Cam Cam Newton got embarrassed in that Super Bowl, his attitude completely changed. Like he was the most outgoing player in the league. Uh, He was more than happy to do any interview, do a dance, interact with the fans. I barely see this guy smile anymore. Like I think their attitude has a huge effect on their play, even though Cam has been injured.
0: Well, Carolina, they have been winning, though, and that uh, is a good transition to our winners and our losers. I'll get us started here. My winner, David's going to love this one, John Gruden, folks. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I I thought Chicago was going to run away with this game in London. doesn't really matter because Chicago is supposed to be a much better team. Oh, and you're facing the old Khalil Mack, right? And I I thought Mack was going to tear him apart. I really did. I thought he was going to kill Carr on the field. Mac had zero sacks. He did recover a fumble. Cool. Doesn't really matter. Oakland gets the win. The Raiders are 3-2. and two, And I'm pretty sure uh, John Gruden got the club dub started in that Raiders <laughs> locker room. Maybe they don't get to the playoffs, but that was probably the only win or only game he had circled on the schedule. I need a win here to live up to the hype. Bradshaw, give me a winner.
1: Miami Dolphins fans. They didn't have to watch the Dolphins last week. <laughs> They're so lucky. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh but more seriously, Kirk Cousins.
0: Hey, thank I don't want to hear
1: who he played against. I don't care. It was a it was a confidence booster for him. Get him some confidence. I I'm still not a huge Kirk Cousins believer, but it's it's just probably good for him to get some confidence and know that he can still make some throws. 22 for 27. Pretty good game. Yeah. Over three-inch yards and two touchdowns, no picks. He looked good. I don't know. It was a bad team, but I mean, it just <laughs> inspired some confidence in the in Nolan really. Yeah, did all... it did it at all? You know what? A, a little bit.
0: I think it just got me a little bit happier that he was uh, throwing to some of those receivers and not just doing the the dunk downs to the fullback. But, eh, I don't
2: know, we'll see against the Eagles this week. Uh, David, you got a winner? The New England Patriots, and here's why. The Chiefs lost, Mahomes is hobbled, and I don't see a single challenger for them in the AFC that they should be worried about right now. Maybe the Chiefs, if they get completely healthy and they somehow get this defense to a top-12 level, which is the only way I see them ever beating the Patriots, I think the Patriots walk to the AFC Championship this year.
0: Uh, well, that's a sad thing to see, obviously. <laughs> like, What about Houston, though? Uh,
2: no. See, no? I don't
0: know. They looked really good in that game. If I'm Houston, or first of all, if I'm Kansas City, for, like— how do you not say, "Hey, here's four first-round picks for Jalen Ramsey"? God, Jacksonville's so stupid. Jalen Ramsey doesn't want to be there. Get rid of him.
1: I'm surprised. I'm actually kind of surprised no one had Jacksonville in their bottom three worst organizations. I, I,
0: I, the thing is, I, I think there's still promise for the defense, yeah. right? And uh, I, I don't even want to bring up his name anymore. I know everyone loves Gardner Mishnu, but I, I don't think he's the answer at all. But no. all this Mishnu mania—I I
1: didn't believe, I didn't think Nick Foles was the answer either. So. No.
0: I don't know. The Mishnu mania stuff drives me nuts. And we saw how many, you know, how many times they fumble in that game against Carolina. It was quite a few. Obviously, we remember the big uh, Burns long, fifty-three yard, yeah, fumble, you know, return touchdown. Before I go nuts about this Mishnu stuff, <laughs>
3: Jeff, who's a winner for you? Cliff Kingsbury getting his first win hey. in the NFL you know, Kyler Murray yeah. yeah and Kyler Murray too I would have said him but he didn't get a touchdown so that he made, had a rushing yeah. touchdown but I had to get I just had to give it I had to give it That's to Cliff fair. because overall I mean I think there was a lot of doubts about him yeah. coming yeah. in he didn't have a great a record at Texas Tech you know obviously he gets fired from USC and I just think that this was this was a good win for him to get things going and you know this is probably one of the like the least talented rosters in the NFL. Yeah. It may not. It's not one of my worst organizations, for sure. I just think they've just run out of talent uh, over the years where they, they did have talent. They just really don't have much anymore. And it's really just Kyler Murray and Larry Fitzgerald somehow. I, I do not know how he's still going. But, I, I yeah, it's, it's got to be him for me.
0: And obviously, he was a pretty good... No, oh, it wasn't a really good win. It was against Cincinnati. They're terrible. But yeah. hey, now it's still fun, and obviously you give uh, Kyler some confidence because people are doubting him too, right? Obviously an undersized quarterback, but uh, Jeff will come right back to you. Who's a
3: loser? Loser for me is Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. I mean, what that. what the hell is going on? Like I, the, he was pretty much I think the main reason why I think a lot of people were hyped up because it was mm-hmm. it was Baker and Mayfield Mayfield combining with him. Yeah. And then he drops two passes at the start of the game, and he just. He's not at all what we've seen. Even with, like, Eli Manning back there with the Giants, he had some great plays. You know, you'd see at Odell Beckham Highlight, like, almost every single week. And there's nothing with the Cleveland Browns.
1: That punt return at the end of the game, that was horrible. There was a screenshot where he was literally running the other way. He was running the same way as the kick team. Yeah. What would like, that was a, that was awful
3: and they're tr- and they're trying the thing is too, they're actually doing a lot of things to try and get the hit the ball on his hands like getting to throw yeah. the ball too. and it's just it's just not working. Mm. It's not working at all like to me, he has to be the biggest loser to me. That's what drives me nuts too is obviously he's putting up the worst numbers of his career.
0: but and I get they want to get him the ball. Why don't you do it passing and actually draw up good plays where you know you can have a smash route or a flood and just have you know Landry kind of draw some attention? Or, oh, if the attention goes to Odell, you have Landry on a one-on-one. It just doesn't make sense to me. Freddie Kitchens is driving me nuts. This team is has so much talent. And, uh, yeah, the drops. Uh, I think that's the thing that not a lot of people realize is that Odell actually does drop quite a few passes. And it's something that's crazy you know, to see because he'll do all the one-handers and everything. But in-game, I don't know whether
3: it's with... Kind of like Randy Moss, too, though. Randy Moss would have those times where he just completely not even just try sometimes. Yeah. You know, it just I think it's a mental thing, you know, like it just... Be. Focus and things like that. You know, when you're feeling good, you're feeling loose and confident, you can just snatch those catches out of the air like it's nothing. But when you're a little bit stressed, you're a little bit tight, then you can't do it.
0: So something that's weird to me too is maybe it's because Eli kept throwing him ducks, right? There's no way, there was no yeah. velocity on Eli's passes. Baker zips it in on every pass, and you could see a few times he puts it high. And I don't know yeah. why he wants to do that every single time. It kind of it just doesn't really make sense. Obviously, sometimes Cam Newton used to do that too, yeah. right? Because he had a cannon. But, I don't know. David, do you got a loser?
2: I had to look in the mirror for this week's Ooh, loser of no. the week. And it's Cowboys fans. Uh, like I said, <laughs> until, until Jason Garrett is gone, this team is never going to reach their potential. And yet, every week, uh, I believe and I think, you know, this is the week, you know, they're finally going to implement the correct game plan. Uh, it's me. I, I'm the loser of the week. <laughs>
0: oh, that was sad. Ouch. Uh, I, yeah, I kind of feel bad for you. Yeah. Thanks, man. But hey, a yeah, game against the Jets, that might get your hopes up. Hopefully. <laughs>
1: Probably, <laughs> Probably <yeah>. not. Bradshaw, <laughs> who do you got? I was originally going with the Tennessee Titans, but they're so like, back and forth yeah. that I I feel like they go from winner to loser every week. So I'm going to keep uh, just dumping on the Browns here. Baker Mayfield, he's looked so be- like With all the preseason hype that the Browns had, and a lot of it, like you said, was Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield together, Baker's been so bad this season, and like last night, just really capped it off. Obviously, the, one of the interceptions wasn't his fault, but he did throw it a little low, tough yep. to catch. But eight for twenty-two, he was so bad. That's terrible. And like they're really just kind of relying on Nick Chubb to like keep the offense, like, giving them any momentum at all. If you kind of take Nick Chubb out, I don't know if, how far Baker can really take them at this point. Obviously, I still think he's a ton of talent. Yeah. But I think I have Baker Mayfield right now as my loser, just with how bad he's been so far this season against some like pretty yeah. bad teams too. Especially the Jets.
0: And some people picked him to win MVP. You know, that makes those people look dumber than I do, picking Matt Ryan. But uh, my loser, I I really wanted to say Dan Quinn and the Falcons. Like, I was so – it just drove me nuts how bad this team is. And I thought they were going to go to the NFC Championship. But Also, Dan Quinn, uh, how bad do you think the Falcons wish they would have hired Kyle Shanahan as a head coach instead of Dan Quinn? They were number one offense, go to the Super Bowl, probably should have won that game against the Patriots – their defense was 28th, and Kyle Shanahan just leaves. And you're stuck with a mediocre team for what seems like forever now. Because, they, again, they're going to start aging. Matt Ryan's going to go out the door. Julio's going to get up there and age. Their defense is always just going to be average. Anyways, here, I'll get to the team that uh, I can't stand right now. It's the Los Angeles Chargers. it's I- Wow. There's so much talent on that team, too. And obviously, Crosby touched on how they're notoriously cheap. But in a game where Denver ran for more yards than they passed for, they still lost. And and Jacksonville had 300 rushing yards. Nearly 300 rushing yards on Denver. And with Austin Eckler, who's looked phenomenal this year, and Melvin Gordon, a pro bowler, they had 35 yards. Are you kidding me? Oh, Oh, and maybe Phillip Rivers can save the day. No. 48 pass attempts. And he had just over 200 yards. That's terrible. Against Denver. Denver's looked awful all year. It just makes no sense to me. Now this team's 2-3. and three. They're a game behind the, the Raiders. It's shocking to say that. And now they, like, if they could have just won this game against Denver, pretty sure it was at home, too. You would have been one game behind the Chiefs. Their, their playoff hopes are pretty much done unless they go on a wild run here.
1: The AFC's, Atlanta, the, they're the AFC Atlanta Falcons, basically. Oh, God. Just mean, promise and talent all every year, and then just nothing. Well, you know what? Except uh, for last year.
0: Fair. Bradshaw, one team that, uh, uh, they don't have Super Bowl aspirations. Obviously, they're a rebuilding team. It's the New York Giants. They're facing your New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Giants, this week, they're going to be without Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, and uh, obviously Saquon Barkley <laughs> once again. Oh, boy. Yeah, where do you think this game is? Uh, no, why would I ask you? Where is this game going to go? Obviously, we know it's going to be a Patriots blowout. But what are you hoping to see from Tom Brady? He didn't look too sharp in that first
2: half.
1: Well, I it's I I don't really have many hope. Like it's Tom Brady is who he is, yeah. right? He's not gonna he's not gonna he's not gonna make those deep passes that he's been making since that he did in 07 or in his prime. It's just as long as he's keeping the offense on schedule and making the throws to Edelman and Gordon, who he hasn't actually involved Josh Gordon in mm. a lot this year. So I'm kind of hoping. I'm a big Josh Gordon fan, so I'm hoping that he can kind of get going this week against the Giants. I think that'd be a great boost for the offense. Obviously, the offense doesn't need a huge boost, but I, I was just kind of interested that they let go of Ben Watson this week, too. Yeah. It he came just after suspension. he got activated, right? Yeah, he came off suspension, got activated, was inactive, and they released him. Bill Belichick said something like, they just don't have the roster spot for him. I guess they're just fine with Ryan Izzo and Matt Lacoste at tight end, but I mean, I don't or really have Or maybe Gronk's
2: coming back.
1: Yeah, Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I just want to keep seeing the. I I just love the defense so much. Yeah. I just want to keep to see the defense just killing teams. Stefan Gilmore is one of my favorite players in the entire league. So I just want to see him, maybe him get a couple picks and really just stay undefeated and stay healthy.
0: We'll talk about undefeated in a second. But you know, speaking of that defense, they're allowing less than seven points per game. That's mm. incredible. Eighty-five Bears regarded as the best defense ever. Uh, only allowed twelve points per game. And two thousand Ravens, who absolutely crushed the Giants in the Super Bowl, they allowed ten per game. And Legion of Boom Seahawks, 15 points per game. So the fact that the Patriots are at less than 7 points per game is nuts. Guys, just quickly, just give me a yes or no answer. Do the Patriots, for the rest of the year, their defense allow less than 10 points per
2: game for the whole entire year? No. Mm. You worded it. Is there a chance? So I said oh, okay. yes. Oh, but okay. if now okay, okay. I'm just saying, you know, I come prepared for the show, and then all of a sudden <laughs> it's a one-word answer. Do they or don't they? I'm gonna go with yes. Their division is that bad. Yeah, that's really
3: fair. Bad. The division is pretty bad, but they do face some pretty tough teams. So I'll go with go with no. I, I think <laughs> I think I think that I think that they will. They they there is going to be a few teams that are going to take that average up.
0: I think so. And speaking of that schedule, uh, as well, the Pats uh, undefeated, like we know, and they don't face a winning team until week nine in Baltimore. And Baltimore hasn't looked too good either. How long is it until the Pats lose? They have the Ravens on the schedule, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Texans, the Chiefs, the Bills. When do the Pats lose? Bradshaw, I'll
3: come with you last, obviously, okay. you being a Pats okay. fan.
0: Jeff, what? When do you think they uh, lose, or do they lose?
3: You know, I always bank on the Patriots losing at least, you know, somewhere between like week five-ish. They, they lose about like two games at first, but they don't they face anybody been. good. Mm. So I honestly think that they may go into the bye week undefeated, and then that first loss might come against Philadelphia. I, 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 don't, I just don't see it. The, the Ravens don't look good enough right now. No. I know they got some injuries, but they don't look good enough to me.
2: Chiefs, Houston, Ravens, to me, are the only teams that even have a chance because of how good this New England team is. I'm going to say it's one of those two: Chiefs or Texans game. You counted your Cowboys out already, eh? There's no. Come on, are they? <laughs> I mean, are they really going to beat New England? No. I was considering them honestly when I was
1: going through the schedule. I was considering them. I think if the game was in Dallas, I think they'd be. I think they'd really have a chance to beat them.
3: But late November, a little cold. I mean, Somebody's pr- great with that. Y- yeah.
1: I'm probably going to go with the Ravens. I, oh, really, I, I like the I like the Ravens' defense a lot. I think they'll give them some problems, and I think they'll be able to control the clock with Lamar Jackson, Marking or running the ball a lot. I think they still have a, I think they have a chance to beat them, but it's really I, I, I'm going to go with the Ravens game probably. If not, then then probably the Eagles.
2: I think that uh, the Ravens' offense is just too simplistic, and I think That's Belichick fair. is going to get this defense up for this game. This is your first test. This is the season where 0-0, you know, this is our first game. I think they're going to roll over the Ravens. I do think maybe the Eagles, although I'm, you know, I'm not too high on them, I think it'll be one of those three weeks that they lose.
0: You know what? I think it's going to be week 16 against the Bills. Is In that- New England? <laughs> I, hey, hey, the Bills are actually a pretty good team, and I know it's crazy to say. I know a listener, Elia Hazy he- would be going nuts and uh, just going berserk I, I, I like the Texans. I think the Texans were the team I was thinking of. I think the Pats can roll over the Chiefs. Like The Chiefs, I don't like their defense at all, even though they got Terran Matthew and um, obviously Frank Clark, yeah. who you mentioned as well. I, I don't see it. I, the Eagles, their secondary is so bad. I think Brady can just have an unbelievable game. The Bills gave them their toughest test this year, and if it wasn't for a blocked punt, we don't know how that game would have ended. Right? I, I don't know.
2: Bradshaw, let me ask you: If they start out thirteen and O, and their closest competitors in the AFC already have four losses, how much do their starters see the last three weeks? Because I don't think Bill cares about the sixteen and O season That's anymore. True. He saw what happened there. So if they if they're guaranteed to get that top seed in the AFC, do you think they start resting players? Not, I don't think that early. Probably the last couple weeks of the season, the last two.
1: And maybe that's when they. Maybe that's when the Bills beat him, if they start resting against the Bills. But no, I, I don't think they would start resting that early. I think he still would want to. You know, like I know he's, he's all. I know Belichick's always about playing for the playoffs. And that's when you see guys like James White, his usage starts going down. Even when they're not, like even when they're competing for the first uh, first seed, they still start resting guys. But I can't see them resting guys like that severely that early.
0: Okay, and before we get to uh obviously studs and duds, let's we already know New England's gonna win the game. But do they cover the spread right now sixteen and a half? Yes.
2: Woo. Hell yeah. Oh. Easily. Wow. First half cover.
0: <laughs> All right. I'll make it a grand slam. I guess the Patriots are going to blow out the Giants, a little redemption from those Super Bowl losses, so we're going to bring it up. Ah. Uh, let's get into our fantasy. Our studs, duds, and sleepers will uh, recap last week. So David Studd, Ezekiel Elliott, he had 91 total yards, one touchdown, 16, 10 points in PPR. Not bad. Not, not bad. bad. Jeff Allen Robinson, 97 yards, two touchdowns, 25.2 in PPR. Bradshaw, Chris Godwin, 125 yards, two touchdowns, 28 points. I had David Johnson who had a good game as well, but he didn't get into the end zone. So Bradshaw is our winner Ooh. for stud. So Bradshaw, you can get us started.
1: Beginner's luck, Bradshaw. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be that easy, eh? My stud for this week, I'm going with Mark Ingram against nice. the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that's going to be a pretty easy game for Mark Ingram and the Ravens, and that Cincinnati defense is just awful. So I think Ingram's had a couple tough weeks in a row, so I think this is time the week gets back on track.
2: Well, now I'm not so happy anymore because Mark Ingram was my stud. But you know Yikes. what? That's fine. Yikes. That's okay. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. I'll, I'll go with the quarterback. I think since his defense is so terrible <laughs> against the run that they can both, you know, rack up the yards. There's plenty of points to go around there.
0: You know what's talking? I was actually going to put Mark Ingram, and I thought <laughs> someone else was going to
3: do Ingram. And I go, oh, I'll switch it up. What the hell? Jeff, who do you got as a uh, stud? I have DJ Moore from the Carolina yes. Panthers because I'm he's going up down, against yeah. the absolute worst passing defense in the nfl and against the tampa bay buccaneers I, I, that's weird i was gonna pick dj Moore too i, <laughs> I was i was I, honestly considering curtis samuel as a
0: sleeper too but i was like is he really a sleeper yeah. i don't know uh my setup it's got to be my boy adam thielen uh seven catches 130 yards and two touchdowns against a Giants secondary and i don't care what the stats say the eagles secondary is worse than the giants eagles face the jets who are terrible right so those numbers are a little inflated of uh i guess you could say thielen digs uh, should show out dalvin's gonna struggle a little bit because the eagles run d is unbelievable but yeah i'll say the boy adam thielen keeps it going um so let's recap the duds uh i i can't really give jeff the win here because Devonta <laughs> Devon adams didn't play but uh Bradshaw <laughs> said dak prescott who
1: It It started out as a dud.
0: It was a dud, but then he ends up uh, going for 490 total yards and a couple scores. I had Alvin Kamara, who had 104 total yards and uh, nearly uh, 14 points in PPR. But David lucked out because Wayne Gallman got injured. But (laughs) 14 yards and uh, not even a a one-point... And uh, and a half in uh, PPR, but David, you can do us the honors. It's starting us off, uh, yeah, starting us off on a dud.
2: As I always say, it's better to be lucky than good, fellas. And my mm. dud this week, I might need a little luck. He's pretty talented. I'm going with Juju Smith Schuster, 100% owned. Only one for seven with a fumble last week. He faces the Chargers D, which I think is pretty good. And who knows who's going to be behind center for this team? Like, who's going to be passing him the ball? I don't know. It's Juju. Pretty good pick. Jeff, who do you have?
3: My dud is, I mean, it's crazy. We just sung his praises nearly the entire episode. But he's going up against the second-best rushing defense in the NFL. Uh oh Christian McCaffrey. Wow, he's got to be. My, I, I mean, I love. I mean, I love going bold here. So I, I got to go take Christian McCaffrey down a peg. He's going up against second, like I said, second best rushing defense. So, and also, I just think that like because of that, the Panthers are going to know that and plan to take a little, a little less, uh, give them a little less carries and throw the ball a little bit more.
0: He was bad in that game against uh, Tampa Bay. Obviously, Cam Newton looked a lot worse. But uh, Bradshaw, who's your dad?
1: I just talked about how I think the Rams are going to win the division and everything, but I've Jared Goff as my dud this Ooh. week. I do I do really like the 49ers defense. I think that defensive front is going to give him a lot of problems, especially with the Rams offensive line not quite back to what we expected them to be. So I've got I think Goff's going to struggle. I think it's going to be a nice Todd Gurley game for the uh, for the Rams there.
0: Well, I'm a little bit indifferent there because I actually have Todd Gurley oh, as my dud. Uh just you know, he's not getting the touches anymore, guys. He... And the yards aren't there. He did have two touchdowns uh, in that loss to Seattle, but San Fran looks really good, man. Mm. And just those young guys on that D-line, Bosa, uh, Buckner, Armstead, even though Solomon Thomas hasn't really shown what he can do, I think he gets held under 50, uh, 50 yards total. I-, I think this is a game where golf has to uh, kind of step up, and we haven't really seen that uh, too, too much in the last two weeks. But we will recap our sleeper, which is usually the most fun one because we were – yeah, it was an interesting week for sleeper. Uh, (laughs) I'll definitely have to go last because mine was the worst. Uh, Jeff had one of the boldest ones of the year, and we said he had the kahunis for picking this one. He had Jamison Crowder. (laughs) He had 10 yards, two points in PPR. And uh, how about David Sleeper? Chase Daniel? 233 total yards, two touchdowns, two picks, 1344 points, which is it, it, you'll get us started somehow. Our winner, even though that's a terrible performance yeah. too. Bradshaw, I liked your pick, Deontay Johnson.
1: Didn't but, get anything. I yeah. was so mad. Yeah, that wasn't
0: uh, wasn't a pretty performance. I, I had 27 yards. I think it was lucky because he was in PPR because he got f- uh, five and a half. Yeah. And whether that was my scoring is a little uh, wild, but David, pretty good performance from you this week. You can get us started again.
2: Well, you know what? I'm going to take a tie with Bradshaw on that one. Since I was the only one to pick a quarterback, you know he's going to get 40 opportunities a week. But yeah, I I like Deontay Johnson. I think five and a half points is respectable for a sleeper. Uh, I'm going to go with Golden Tate this week, only because there is absolutely nobody else for Daniel Jones to go to. (laughs) He's got to get double-digit targets, so we'll see.
0: Not bad. uh, Golden Tate, how many... I can't remember how many catches he had in that game against Minnesota. I think they you know, played him pretty well, maybe two or three. Wasn't, uh, one of his, wasn't his best uh, opening game. Obviously, he was coming back from suspension. Bradshaw, who is your sleeper this week?
1: Preston Williams, Miami Dolphins receiver. He's led oh the team God. in targets a few weeks now, and the Washington Redskins are just yep. awful. And I mean, Josh Rosen's looked pretty good. He's looked okay. He hasn't been too bad. I mean, he's had a throw to someone, and I think Preston Williams is going to have a solid week. He's Put up over 10 points in PPR for three weeks, so I think he's going to have a solid week. Only on, He's 8% owned. I, I kind of wanted to pick someone in this game, just because, you
0: know, yeah. one. I, I feel like it's not going to be... Someone's got to perform, right? I think one team is drastically worse than the other, and it's actually <laughs>
3: going to be a blowout, but
0: I don't know. We'll see. Jeff, who do you have as a sleeper?
3: I have Duke Johnson, because he's okay. facing the Kansas City Chiefs, mm. who just, off their defensive line just looks terrible. They look really rough. And, you know, I think... I mean, it's either going to be him or Carlos Hyde, I think, at this point. I know they're going to throw the ball a lot, but I do think Duke Johnson can get some nice carries, you know, good. He's got uh, 6.4 yards per per carry right now, Mm. so that is pretty excellent. Well, hopefully, you know, that— Actually comes true. I have Duke Johnson
0: in like three leagues, and just Carlos Hyde keeps eating his carries. Um, I'll mention who my sleeper was. It was really embarrassing. I picked Adam Shaheen. He had zero points, so thanks to your Bears for sucking. Uh, My sleeper is, and I picked him as a sleeper a couple weeks ago, and he got me zero points. He didn't even touch the field for some reason. It's Jalen Samuels, the running back for Pittsburgh when I had him originally, he wasn't owned. I think it was owned in like six percent of his leagues. Wow. He's gone up to fifty-three percent, which is actually pretty crazy. But uh, over the last two games, twenty-four touches, six, uh, ninety-six yards, sorry, and a touchdown. Mason Rudolph. Obviously, we don't know the situation there. That was really scary watching that yeah. live. Uh, but I think Samuels is going to play a little bit of the wildcat, and I, I could see him getting a you know couple passes he's gonna throw a few passes and uh, run the ball and take a couple carries from uh, james connor that is my sleeper and quickly before we go our guest bradshaw furlong has one thing to
1: say everyone listen to the shoot your shot podcast me and my podcast host is Fandy we talk about the nba obviously for shoot your shot uh we just wrapped up our division previews nolan was actually a guest on the our final division preview in the Northwest. So please check it out. Uh, Spotify, Apple Pods, Google Play, basically anywhere you can get your podcast. So please check us out. Thanks,
0: Bradshaw. And I guess that was another shout out for me, you know, proving I know a little bit more than just football. You've been listening to Vixen.